This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome back to the Legend of Zelda Lorecast. I'm your host, Aaron. And joining me back at it again is the lovely, illustrious, amazing Ariel. Wow. <laughs> it's a great introduction, right? Well, it's good to be back. Yes. I just want to apologize to the listeners. We've been gone for a long time mm-hmm. due to me. So I'm really sorry. My health has not been very well, but I'm back. So. And you're on the up and up now. Yeah. 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 We've had a lot of people messaging worrying about you this whole time. I know. I want to say thank you to everyone that sent your uh, warm wishes and just keeping me in your thoughts. It's I greatly appreciated. Mm hmm. I will say we've also got a lot of messages of people panicking that this show is going to end. I'm here to tell you that the show is not going to end anytime soon. Uh, I hope to continue the show honestly forever, but you know, we'll see where it goes, but we're not, we're not shutting shop anytime soon. <laughs> not till next Tuesday. And that, shh, don't tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> well, with all that being said, welcome back. It's good to have you back. And I think it's time we start to dive into the next installment of Legend of Zelda, which is none other than Breath of the Wild. No, (laughs) four swords. You ready for this? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. (laughs) Actually, four swords is the ninth main installment of the Legend of Zelda series. But the next one in our chronological order. Yes. And I was going to say, actually, (laughs) the producer mm-hmm. said that Four Swords was meant as the first game in the timeline. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, but then, you know, Skyward Sword and then the Minish Cab came mm-hmm. out and that kind of went before it, but it was just kind of a little interesting tidbit of information there, mm-hmm. how it was supposed to be the first one. That would have been interesting for it to be the first one, too, 
because the first magical sword we would have got our hands on in the entire lineage would have been the four sword. Yeah. First game you got to play with your buddies. (laughs) But so it is the ninth main installment. It was released alongside A Link to the Past. Mm -hmm. So in the A Link to the Past and Four Swords package. Ooh. Uh, Fancy. Fancy. And it was the first multiplayer game to be released for Legend of Zelda. Requiring two to four Game Boy Advance systems. That was back in the old school link to cable. To be linked up. Oh my God. I had to. Sorry, <laughs> I had to. I've been gone for too long. I need all the cheesiness for this episode. So It's okay. You take your cheesiness. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. So yeah, that is... And the game introduced Vati as the new main boss. So yeah. Vati. And um, as part of the 25th anniversary of Legend of Zelda, they uh, an enhanced port of the game was released for the Nintendo DSi and 3DS as a limited time free download. Mm-hmm. And I missed out on that. Failure. I know. <laughs> so yeah, that is like my little summary. <laughs> of the game, but just a couple little things I want to throw in there for some flavor. So, even though Wind Waker was the first one to use the cell shading graphic style, Four Swords was the first to use the styles accompanying 2D art elements. Hmm. And that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. For a game that's not really... I mean, it was a fun game, but it wasn't very big. Yeah. It's no. Not, not not too much. But it also features... It's the first one to feature a dungeon entirely in the clouds. Huh. I never thought about it that way, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I loved your interesting facts, but I have an interesting fact for you on this one. Did you know that this is the first Legend of Zelda game where the maps were randomized? What? What? That's right. And it is also another game where it was joint produced with another company other than Nintendo, and that is Capcom. So this one and Minish Cap were both jointly produced with Capcom. That is interesting. Very interesting because if there's any of you listeners that are huge Capcom fans, <laughs> we have a Resident Evil lore cast. I'm just saying we're going to throw <sighs> Capcom into this mix. It, it did work out pretty funny that way. But on a serious note, it is... With that being said, before we get into the nitty gritties of this game, 
It's kind of surprising that Capcom and Nintendo worked together on this one the way they did. I mean, I'm kind of surprised as well with the... I mean, Resident Evil is not the only Capcom game. Well, no. I get that. But with the other titles of, you know, Capcom's titles, doesn't exactly fit with Legend of Zelda. Mm-mm. Um, from the research that I did with it, I found that it was a lot of Nintendo was looking to outreach to try to get some new fresh ideas and fresh looks on the Legend of Zelda series. And that's why they picked up Capcom, because Capcom and Nintendo do have a really good working relationship with one another. I was sorry. I was just thinking about like a horror Legend of Zelda. <laughs> oh, there is one and we'll get to it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there is, but I was thinking more like, I get, you have the, you know, stupid skeletons and everything else, but I'm, I'm like thinking about like a real life horror, horror, Legend of Zelda zombie coming at you. <laughs> Breath of the Wild Horror Edition. <laughs> uh, well, with all that being said, and the some of the little fun tidbits out of the way, let's get into the storyline for this game. So, as we've discussed, this is the next game in the storyline, which takes place after Minish Cap. Now, this is years after Minish Cap. So, this is what happens before the events of Four Swords. And this is directly from the Hyrule Historia. So, it says, Peace was fleeting in Hyrule. Vati, presumed dead, suddenly reappeared, and terror returned to the land. Vati occupied the Palace of Winds and kidnapped every beautiful young woman in Hyrule, one by one. That was when the hero carrying the legendary Four Sword appeared, tapping into the Four Sword's power. The hero's body split into four, and the combined power of the heroes was enough to defeat Vati. Vati was sealed in the Four Sword and enshrined in the Elemental Sanctuary. So I wanted to read that verbatim because... There's a very important thing here. As we know from Minish Cap, Vati's original objective here was not to kidnap pretty ladies and, you know, take them to the castle. Vati's power, or his whole prerogative here was to control a massive amount of power, be a powerful being. As villains do. Of course. So an interesting thing here about this version of Vati is this version of Vati actually has no memory of his life as a Pakori. So Vati in this form does not remember anything about being Minish or Pakori or he just doesn't remember his pre-existing life. So it didn't this Vati does not remember the primary objective he had before his original capture. But in that same state, he's also become a mindless rampaging monster and has taken to calling himself the Wind Mage and has taken residence in the Palace of the Winds. So that's a lot to take in in this. And we'll do some more deeper dives of that later because there's a lot of there's a lot of connection pieces between the Minish Cap and that part, especially when it comes to the Palace of Winds. So we'll get back into that. But <laughs> moving forward at this point, we now carry into the actual Four Swords game. 
And that is essentially the synopsis here is for generations, Princess Zelda's family has been in charge of protecting the sealed Fort Sword. And what has happened is during this game is that the seal began to weaken. And when Princess Zelda went to check on the seal, it broke. Vadi escaped and he captured Princess Zelda and took her to the Palace of Winds with the intent to marry her. But... Obviously, our boy Link couldn't have that. Uh, yeah, because that's his <laughs> wife. So Link witnessed all of this. He saw the return of Vati and everything. And right after Vati took off, a fairy appeared to Link and instructed him to draw forth the legendary Four Sword, making him the new champion of Four Sword. And from there, we progress through the events of the game. Now, this game is not very long. There's not a lot, whole lot to it. And there's really no NPCs. So there's not a whole lot to deep dive here. There's only four levels total. And the levels are the Sea of Trees, Talus Cave, Death Mountain, and of course, Vati's Palace. Death Mountain. <laughs> So we got some returning favorites throughout the series, such as Death Mountain. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. Oh, Death Mountain's awesome. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's not it wasn't a game that was built to be a standalone. It was a game to play with friends. It was a game to, you know, kind of just celebrate, you know, the history of Legend of Zelda. And it was supposed to be a short little fun thing to do. The objective in the game is to collect as many rupees as you can, kill enemies, and progress forward. Because when you're playing with four friends, whoever collects the most rupees at the end of the game, or end of that level, wins a prize. And that was kind of pretty much the whole concept of this game. Who's the strongest amongst your friends? <laughs> that starts fights. It does. Nintendo, that starts fights. <laughs> So the next thing is uh, after Link's collected rupees from three regions, as we discussed, and earns the title of Little Eggs, Brave Heroes, and finally the Greatest of Heroes, all the Links were given the keys to the Palace of Wind and moved into Vati's palace. So the objective was to collect all the rupees, beat the regions, Oh, the fairies, the great fairies would award you these titles and keys and you would get to the palace. Once getting to the palace, all four links would confront Vati and use their combined power to beat Vati and rescue Princess Zelda. At the end of the game, Vati is once again sealed in the four sword and the four sword was returned to its proper place on the pedestal. And with the power of the four sword once again, dormant the all four links merge back into one link and Princess Zelda and the whole kingdom of Hyrule was safe again and the watch resumed and it's not over yet but we'll get there <laughs> but that is that's pretty much the whole synopsis of four swords 
Yep, make enemies with your friends. Gotcha. <laughs> so terrible. So before we go to our mid-break and discuss some awesome merch, I do want to add that in this game, each one of your friends would play one link. We know that. But each one of your friends would also be only be able to access one item each. So one link had each individual item. And we'll talk about those items when we come back from the mid-break. But it's important to note that you couldn't carry more than one item as a link, which is completely different than the other games where we could keep tons of items in our pouches. Well, they didn't want your frenemies to get even worse. So <laughs> let's make it a little fair so we don't kill each other. I love that title, frenemy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> starts fights. So with all that being said, I think it's time for us to take a little mid-break. And when we come back, we'll talk about weapons, items, monsters, and bosses. Yep. Well, here we are in the middle of the show. Ariel, do you know what that means? That means time to take a break to play our games? Uh, no. Darn. <laughs> but we can take a break to thank our awesome patrons. You ready for this? Uh, yep. Ooh, we have our golden goddess level patron, Kex. Our Hyrule royalty patron, Paul Butt. And our Sheikah patron. I, I, always, I always have a hard time saying this one. Relic to Rebman. And our Kokiri patron, Remington Cloutier. Woo, you all are awesome. They're the best. And you know who else is awesome? Who's that? Our listeners. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, it has been so awesome, even while we are down all this time, to see the show grow so much in downloads. Yeah, and the Discord alone, with just the constant theories and talking and it's been great it's been awesome speaking of the discord we had a wonderful little guest jump into our discord recently navi i wish navi oh. <laughs> no but the next best thing we had none other than a man named babs and if you've heard this name before i which i'm sure most of our fans have uh this individual is from a none other than the Hello Hyrule podcast. Well, hello. <laughs> Hyrule. Uh, the Hello Hyrule podcast. Got to give him a huge shout out. Uh, Hello Hyrule podcast is a podcast that dives deep into the dungeons and the playthroughs of each Legend of Zelda series and explores some theories and just some fun bits and bobs and facts about each game as they go through. And they even have a segment about uh, what do you think it tastes like? You know, you know, <laughs> I don't want to know unless we're talking about Breath of the Wild cooking. <laughs> then, yeah, OK, but no, no. Oh, goodness. I, I honestly enjoy listening to Chris and Pete banter about things and diving deep into each one of the games. It's pretty fun. Uh, no, now I've now I'm thinking about how things taste, and <laughs> I've got a sour taste in my mouth. <laughs> well, if you are looking for another Legend of Zelda podcast to listen to and enjoy, uh, 
I advise to go check out Hello Hyrule Podcast. It's great, it's fun, and you will not regret it. So with that shout out being done, I think we should move on to some of our lovely, awesome five star reviews we have on Apple Podcasts, don't you? Nah. Oh, goodness. (laughs) So we have a ton of them that we have to go through here. So we're going to actually just read a few each week till we can catch up and go from there. So I'm going to read. I'm going to probably read about four this week. And this one, we're going to start with, Hey, listen, from Kasala 9, truly the best. I absolutely loved listening to this podcast while working, but I am sad that there are no more episodes. When will you continue making more episodes? Also, is Ariel okay? I can answer both of those questions. (laughs) When are we going to make more episodes? Right now. (laughs) Right this second. We are currently making an episode, and... Am I doing okay? Yes, I'm alive. <laughs> We're currently dying in the studio, though. It's super hot and our fan is broken. Yeah, we're not. Yep. <laughs> so the next one comes to us from Papa. S- uh, mm, this is going to be a hard one. Uh, Papa. I'm just going to. I'm just going to. Papa SCR. We're going to do that one. Papa Skr. Posker. <laughs> Love the show. Have a suggestion. Can you do an episode on funny glitches? It's funny you should say that. Did you try to say it's funny to say that for funny glitches to be funny? Because you failed. <laughs> so mean. Hey, listen, I've been I've been gone for too long. <laughs> so you're just going to have to deal with it. Uh, no, I was actually going to say, funny story, we've actually talked about doing an episode um, somewhere around the Ocarina of Time timeline about funny glitches in the series. That'll be an enjoyable one. We've also, I had a message not too long ago about if we're going to do an episode about music in The Legend of Zelda, and of course we're going to do that. So, there's uh, two yeah, answers. And we're going to play some music for you, too, in that episode. Are you going to try your Ocarina out again? Uh, yeah. And I recently challenged you to a duel. <laughs> you did. I did. You did. An ocarina duel. So. Oh, goodness. So the next one comes from us for from Guy. 374-8574-8584836 backslash 680. That is a name. <laughs> no, that's a number. <laughs> It says, so good. I'm really new to the Legend of Zelda series, and I find this an amazing podcast that I think I am listening to every single day. If I can serve great work, this is an amazing podcast. Well, thank you. So the next one comes to us from, uh, I'm just going to say lots of letters. Uh, (laughs) uh, Zach's. I'm going to actually just say Zach's. (laughs) says the best game ever thank you for making this podcast it is the best on i've heard and my favorite game series ever well thank you yeah i mean it's pretty great the podcast or the game both (laughs) Uh, so that's all the reviews we're gonna do for today but that brings us to the wonderful oh so amazing part of the show where we start talking about some things we found 
Ariel, what do you got for us today? Well, I brought some merch, much like I always do. Since I can't say article. <laughs> Come on, Nintendo. Let's let's get some articles going for Ooh. Legend of Zelda. Um, this comes from Amazon. And I actually, I want one. It is <coughs> a stainless steel cosplay Skyward Sword heart necklace. It's like, it's the heart container. Ooh. And I want it. And it comes in... Uh, ruby or sapphire too so ooh yeah but ruby because the heart container I just I want it I want it so you can get this for $13.99 and it's freaking awesome it's on Amazon I'll post the link to it in the show notes should you feel the need to buy me one um, I wouldn't mind (laughs) I'm just kidding, uh, really, but I do want it. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, yeah, that's what I found. It is really cool looking, too. Yes. So, I also found something really cool. And this comes to us from Etsy. And this Etsy creator is Masenko Props. I think it's supposed to say Monsenko Props. But anyway... This is a Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask inspired Majora's Mask. This is an actual mask replicated to look like Majora's Mask from the obviously Majora's Mask game. Say Majora's Mask one more time. Majora's Mask. (laughs) You're fired. (laughs) So uh, this will run you about 165.31. Ariel hates those little senses. Why 31? (laughs) Like why? No. So this is handmade and materials are polyurethane and acrylic paints. So this comes already painted for you too. And this is a full-sized replica of the iconic Majora's Mask. And it is designed to look ancient and wood grained effects. So it is it does it is designed to look authentic to what it would look like in reality. So that's pretty cool. I mean, to be honest, it's absolutely beautiful. It is. It really is. Absolutely beautiful. So if you want to get this, uh, we got all the links in the show notes. (laughs) (laughs) She beat me to it. (laughs) But with that being said, um, actually, Oh, did I forget something? Uh, yeah, and I missed saying this so, 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 so much. I'm so glad you bit. <laughs> Have you ever needed or wanted or both an ocarina? I do need one right now. I've been challenged to an ocarina duel, and I don't have my own. Do you know where to go to get one? No idea. STL Ocarina. <gasps> Woo! And if you use our promo code LOZLORE10, you get 10% off your purchase. Ooh. So go there. They are awesome. The ocarinas are awesome. Mm-hmm. I have one. Mm-hmm. They are beautiful. They are. And go get one now. <laughs> So to tidbit on that, I actually watched some YouTube videos recently of uh, a cosplayer who dresses up like Zelda and tries out different ocarinas. 
And in one of the videos, she had said that the STL Ocarina is one of the best ones she's actually utilized, which is great. And she complimented the quality and the craftsmanship and everything. It was it was fabulous to hear somebody else who's not us talking about how awesome it is. Yeah, well, they probably heard how, us talking about how <laughs> awesome it is. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but really, they are superb. They really are. Ocarinas. Mm-hmm. So head on over there. Use our promo code and you'll get yourself 10% off. Because who doesn't love saving? I love saving money. Yes. <laughs> So we can buy heart containers and Majora's masks and <laughs> fun stuff. Uh, well, with all that being said, let's go ahead and dive into the end of the episode. <laughs> all right, here we are. Bittersweet. We're at the end of this episode. It's been fun back in the studio with you. You know that? It's been real and it's been fun, but... <laughs> Well, let's go ahead and start diving into the last of the three things we have to talk about, which is none other than items. So we're not going to go super in depth with these because some of these items are repeat offenders, Uh, much like the bow and the bomb, you know, things like that. Uh, The shield, you know, sword. These are repeat offenders. But I am going to talk about a few of them that have changed up or just are downright different from the other games. Okay, so the first one on our list is none other than the Nat Hat. So this hat basically operates the same as Ezlo did in the Minish Cap Forest. And it basically turns us tiny and back again. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. I love the name Matt, Nat Hat too. Nat Hat, that just kind of... <laughs> It doesn't sound very good. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> Don't be sharing that hat, everyone. Share the gnat hat. Don't get get out of here with that. <laughs> so yeah, the gnat hat basically operates the same as Ezlo did in the Minish Cap, which is just shrinking and growing functions. And it's utilized in different aspects for puzzles in this game. Um, you know, sometimes you have to be smaller to get to certain areas and, you know, yada, yada, hit switches. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's totally a puzzle hat. <laughs> so the next one on the list we have is the magnet glove. So the magnet glove in this game is used to push or pull other links or pull link to a magnetic block. So basically the way it works is each time the A button is tapped, the polarity of the magnet glove is reversed. And you would use this to, you know, so again, solve puzzles. All of these items are pretty much just to solve puzzles. So the next one we have is the Pegasus boots. So the Pegasus boots in this game operate in a similar way to other games, except for they don't actually offer you the jumping capabilities. They actually just increase your run speed because we have a different item for jumping. And that is Rock's Cape. So you may have heard us talk about this in the Minish Cap, and it is another returning item in Four Swords. This item allows us to cross chasms and rivers without falling into them. So it allows us to do a lovely little jump, just like before. 
So the last item we have to talk about that's a little different from the other games here is the seeds. So we have three different kinds of seeds. We have the armor seed, the Pegasus seed, and the razor seed. Now, the armor seed doubles your defense until the end of the level. The Pegasus seed, try saying that six times fast. Six times fast. <laughs> the Pegasus seed actually doubles your speed until the end of the level. And the razor seed goes without saying it doubles your damage till the end of the level. So what I want to mention here is that the cool thing with some of these items is the fact that they were carried over to Minish Cap because as a lot of longtime fans know, Four Swords was actually developed before Minish Cap. Though Capcom was working jointly on both of these kind of at the same time, Four Swords came out first. And they kept a lot of the stuff from this game in Four Swords. So familiarity there is pretty cool. But that is it for the items, aside from one that we'll talk about a little later, because Ariel's got some things for it. You ready for the enemies? I'm ready. Because who isn't ready for enemies? <laughs> so, it was brought to my attention about a week ago that now I am to do impersonations. And... So, you know what? Here I am with this. So, well, you got your Armos. You got your ball and chain soldier. Meh. But then you got Tiny Bomb, as in Bomb Bomb. Oh, Bomb. 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 Little Tiny Bomb. You got the Angry Bomb. <laughs> the Bombarossa. Oh, very angry bomb. You have Calcifer, which is Bubble. <laughs> you have the um, Bow Piggy. The Bow Piggy? As in the Bow Moblin. <laughs> um, Archer Piggy. You have your Knight Wannabe, the Dark Knot. You have your little, like, I don't know what this is trying to be, Bulbul. <laughs> um, <laughs> you've got your um, gargoyle, the Igor. Oh. <laughs> you have your fire Gandalf, the fire wizard robe. Fire Gandalf. <laughs> you have gel, the bouncy ball. <laughs> Um, uh, you have your mummy, Gibdo. Oh, the Gibdos. Yeah, you got your um, ghosts, the Jenny. Mm. You've got your your eyeballs, the Hicken. You got your bee drills. The Helmosaurs. <laughs> your bee drills. <laughs> you got your bee drills. Um, tiny bee drills. Ball bee drills. Uh, you've got your bats. Mm. Peace. Mm -hmm. You've got Winter Gandalf, your ice whiz robe. <laughs> and your. Um, you've got your centipede, the Moldorm. Um, the. I don't know, ugly. You know what? 
knockins. <laughs> you have your uh, horribly awful little rock spiders, the octoroks. Mm. You got your very interesting looking piranhas. You got your nope ropes. Your nope <laughs> or your ropes. You've got the. What are the actual names for these things? I, I've been saying the actual names for them. I said nope rope the rope. <laughs> I just didn't hear that one because yeah. you said no rope rope. Yeah, the nope rope rope. <laughs> and you have your really angry uh, ghost rupees, the ruby wraiths. Ghost rupees. You have your. Uh, you've got your. Mimic rupees, your rupee likes. You have spear piggies. Spear piggies. Or the spear moblins. You have the um, Veda beetles, as in the spiked beetles. Um, that's a D&D thing. A lot of people, <laughs> although none of you are going to know what Veda beetles are, but that's a fun little spike joke. <laughs> so you have... Um, <clears throat> the not-so-sharp Veda beetles, which are the spiny beetles. You have your... Um, you have your skull faces, the stall childs. You have your um, really poorly done tattoo skulls, the wisps. <laughs> poorly done tattoo skulls. <laughs> And, um, you know, you have your big bouncy balls, the Zole. And you have your just regular, plain old Gandalf, his robe. <sighs> so, yeah, there's your enemies. <laughs> and my, well, uh, it's not really impersonations, it's interpretations of them. So. Your interpretations, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. So let's go uh, to some bosses. Oh, shall we? yes. So we have Plant 42. Oh, oh the, from Resident Evil. From Resident Evil. That Capcom reference. Yeah. So it is the big manhandler. Manhandler? Manhandler. Oh, my gosh. Which is the giant angry plant with the TV bulbs. That gnaw match you. Plant 42. Just <laughs> saying. So, and then you have um, really angry Gary. As in Gary from SpongeBob? Yeah. You got the Darazoles. And these are the guardians. So, like, um, Plant 42 is the guardian of the Sea of Trees. Mm -hmm. And uh, Gary, angry Gary, is the guardian of Tolus Cove. And then you have super angry Calcifer going, which is the guardian of Death Mountain. So, Ooh. yeah, there's those, and they're they're the you know, guardians. The guardians. So uh, now we have the two different forms of Bati. You got little spinny body, <laughs> and you got little bat body. Oh my gosh! I mean, they're kind of cute. I mean, look at the little spinny body. 
<laughs> it looks like a spin top. It is. And there's really not much sub-bosses. I mean, there, that was it. So mm-hmm. you've got your three guardians, and then you have the two different types of Vati in this. Yep. So... I don't okay so I just want to throw this in here Uh, I make the funny reference of the plant but it's just funny to me that Capcom helped in this Mm -hmm. and Resident Evil's own plant is in this (laughs) I'm just I'm saying it it's not no it's canon to me it's canon (laughs) I love it I absolutely love it Honestly, we know Capcom, and Capcom likes to put little Easter eggs to other nods to other things in their games. It wouldn't surprise me if they put Plant 42 in <laughs> Legend yeah, of Zelda. That, that's, <laughs> and they must have, you know, someone from Nickelodeon must have been in here because that's Angry Gary. That's Angry Gary. That's Angry Gary. <laughs> well, thank you for your interpretations and actual names of these creatures. <laughs> yeah. Uh, You're welcome. I'm full of them. Trust me. So we will we will come back at some point to all of these creatures that we've me- mentioned in you know brevity to talk about them deeper. But what we're really trying to do here is get through the storyline up to Ocarina of Time because Ocarina of Time is going to be our jumping off point where we're going to start talking about a lot more theories and a lot more observations and a lot more evolutions of creatures and things like that. So... Bear with us until we get there. <laughs> I mean, they don't really have much of a choice. Uh, well, with all that being said, brings us to the end of the episode. Where I would normally bring to you, wonderful listeners, some Easter eggs. However, I have one. There was one. One. You only get one because we only got one. Mm-hmm. And it's Chain Chomp. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited he was in this. And he was an item. Yeah. <laughs> Chain Chomp. Little, lovely little nod to Mario. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, the Chain Chomp is actually Bow Wow. And that's, you know, the name, not me and my interpretation. Other, But, I mean, that would be my interpretation of it. <laughs> <laughs> and... It is a usable item in Four Swords. Now, when we get to other games, it's not. But mm-hmm. in Four Swords, it's a usable item. However, it's still kind of a jerk to Link anyways. It'll still try to get you. That's a chain chomp for you. Yeah, no, it's Bow Wow. <laughs> Sorry, bow, uh, that's wow. a Bow Wow for you. <laughs> yeah, no, really, it is a chain chomp from Mario. But anyways, <laughs> so yeah, you can get it in Vati's Palace. Mm-hmm. And it will lunge and eat enemies whole within its reach. So it's kind of a cool item to have. It's pretty useful, too. Because it nom noms all the enemies. (laughs) Much like it wants to nom nom you. Oh, goodness. (laughs) So that is actually a pretty cool Easter egg. Because uh, as you'll notice, especially with these last couple games we've talked, there's a lot of Super Mario references in Legend of Zelda and vice versa. And actually, I think we're going to take a I think we're going to do an episode much later on about the cross references with Zelda and other Nintendo material. I'm cool with that because 
Yes, I love Zelda. I absolutely love Mario <laughs> and all things Mario. Yes, you so do. So this is going to be a super fun episode to do. <laughs> so, well, with all that being said, that brings us to the end of the episode for real this time. So I want to thank everyone again for all their patience with us and understanding and dedication to listening and just sticking with us through this. And I also want to thank our patrons for being awesome and donating to the show. You know, because of them, we can get cool goodies and things. So on that note with some cool goodies, I've actually been able to design a pretty awesome Nobby shirt and it is actually for sale right now on the fumblingforestore.com if you go there you can check it out uh, pay no attention to the spelling of Nobby because I totally fat fingered it and misspelled Nobby <laughs> sure uh, it's spelled naive uh, <laughs> wow I really messed that one up it was late at night when I was putting it on the store <laughs> Wow. I know. But uh, yeah, if you want to go check it out, um, it's on the store. They actually have a couple choices. You can get a mug, a t-shirt, and I think there's even a hoodie option for it. It's too hot for hoodies. <laughs> it's way too hot for uh, hoodies. But all that being said, I want to give a big shout out to everyone for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you all for listening to the Legend of Zelda Lorecast tonight. We hope you enjoyed yourselves. If you did, tell a friend, leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. You can chat with us all things Legend of Zelda on the Robots Radio Discord. Or you can get hold of us on our Twitter at LOZ Lorecast. Intro and outro are done by Bentonal Landscape. Links are in the show notes below. Till next time, dear listener, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this.